Welcome to Are We Convinced, the podcast where we deep dive into the strange, the funny, the serious topics that have captured our attention throughout the week. Episode 13 already. Unbelievable that we've got to this stage already. Um, Tyree, back again next episode, by the way. I'm sure she will be able to reveal all and tell you uh, what she has been up to recently. But in this episode, I am joined by Paul Orr and Stuart Bamford. Two names which you probably recognise, if not recognise, you will have probably at some point heard their voice on radio in Northern Ireland. In this episode, we discuss commercial radio here in Northern Ireland. I bring up the topic of spa breaks. We talk about the Super Bowl. We talk about influencers. We talk about social media. Uh, We talk about children's TV. Uh, We even talk about a trip that they had to Las Vegas together. It's all in this episode. Please like and subscribe if you're not already doing that. We're on all the usual podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Google. Uh, You can find us on YouTube as well. And of course, the socials as well. I'd like to push our TikTok and Instagram. Just search Are Are We Convinced on those platforms and you'll be able to follow us there. So let's get into today's episode then with Stuart Bamford and Paul Orr. There's no kind of... um, Blonde. Agenda as such. Oh, okay. My agenda isn't to push radio stations, so I'm not going to mention them too much. Oh, you're not? But obviously. Can I not mention the show then, though? Well, yeah, obviously, I'll give you a little bit of a, a leeway um, from downtown, of course. Oh, oh, oh there's the leeway now. Um, Do you see that? Yeah, so that's. <laughs> Do you see that? We've got maybe a couple of minutes to, to uh-huh. say that. Then, Country Line. Where? Formerly Downtown Country. Aye, formerly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. going to say formerly Chris Country, but yes, I'm formerly Downtown Country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First of all, how was your journey? Because everyone's journey is different in the radio. Okay? See the way he's linking in so, the traffic and travel there. Yeah. How was your journey? Tell me about your radio journey. Yeah, Hold on a second. Yeah. Traffic busy on the West Link. Yeah, yeah. 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 My journey was busy in both directions. Yeah. <laughs> um, we come from, we're old school, more traditional, you know. Well, I'm older than you. Uh, well, yeah. Um, so like you tell your journey, but I was like, you know, hospital radio, community radio, BFBS, army radio for a brief spell and then city beat and then, you know, downtown country and now uh-huh. country line. But like, there's no one route to get into it. Do you not, do you find that people ask you all the time, how do you get there? Or like, I want to be on radio and do you know what? how I, do you do it? I was asked a question last night, which is very relevant to what you're talking about. And believe it or not, I was asked this question. And the question was, when I, I, I said as if it was being said to me, when you started Radio Paul, were you good? Well, that was also, I was asked that the other day, was it good? But if social media had been around when you started, do you think <coughs> you would have been a bigger, now let me use the word here, star than what you are? That's exactly how it was put to me. I said, well, first of all, I'm not a star. Uh, and secondly, when I started, there was no social media. But it all boils down like a social media. It has nothing to do with what you say into the microphone. But Unless, of course, you were like a legend like Steve, right? And, and, and do you think because during that era you had to kind of build yourself up, the way you're talking about, like no social media, so you had to build yourself up yourself, right? But, but whereas, say, last episode I had on this podcast, a girl called Helen, Sound Quality Gifts in Monaghan, she went on and made a few TikToks and 50,000 people are following her after making a few stupid clips. Mm-hmm. And she has that following. So she can go off and do something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've tried a sex tape. <laughs> and it's out there. But yeah, That's um, the one you sent me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> You're in it. But, yeah, I thought that. <laughs> but do you think it's harder or, or, or easier these days to get into the line of work that, that, that you're in? Back in our day, it appealed to like ugly men with personalities who had to fight for attention and liked music. <laughs> And I'll go back to City Beat days. Many, many happy days I had in City Beat. Uh, when it first started coming out of BCR after a pirate radio station in Monaghan called Kiss FM, where a lot of jocks today started. Those days were radio days because the public knew who you were through the radio, not through social mm. media. Mm. Yeah, Speaking personally, you know, like it was people like Jerry Anderson and Jonathan Ross and even Joe Ferguson who got me excited about radio, made me want to do it. Bob Harris with the countryside of things. Here's the funny thing. Podcasts have never been more popular. And it's just three idiots sitting in a room talking rubbish. Whereas in radio, it's almost like, you know, one topic per link, 30 seconds ideally, say the name of the station, 
commercially don't express an opinion, get out of the way of the music, play more music. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's, there's almost like a mentality, I think, in commercial radio that the public don't want to listen to chat. Like I, 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 I did my first disco at 12, and it was in the house. Okay? My father uh, had a, had a, a building business, on, and he had a fairly big house, and there was a basement area. And I was constantly coming out of school buying records. This is how I got started. You maybe don't know this. And uh, I used to go to a, a record store in Lisburn called Sounds every week and buy a single. And a single then was 30p. Right? And I built up a collection of singles. And my mum had bought me this little record player, really cheap record player, two little tiny speakers from bedroom. And I used to go in and play whatever single I'd bought that week. Brotherhood of Man, whoever it may be, Box Fizz, whoever it may be. So this collection of, of, of singles built up, and there was maybe 50, 60, 70 singles. It was coming up to my 13th birthday, it's a true story. I had a birthday party. This is true. And uh, I talked to my mum and dad, and yeah, you can have a birthday party, and you have the room downstairs there, and whatever. So I put the word out anyway about this birthday party. No social media, no nothing in those days, just word of mouth. There's a hundred turned up. This is true. A hundred turned up. And the downstairs basement area, and that was a fairly big house, and the downstairs basement area would have held maybe 40 people, maybe 50 people. Well, I charged them 50p in. It's true. And there was a lemonade man used to come to our house every Friday. And the Friday before the birthday gig, I asked my mum, would she get me three cases of, of lemonade? And I sold the lemonade. Yes. Right? Yeah. And got big bags of crisps. You know, they used to get 24 packets of crisps. And with a bag of crisps, you used to have a full bag of crisps. And I sold the crisps. And I sold the lemonade. And I charged them 50p in. And there was still a queue outside to get in. This is true. And I had my one little record player. And I played the, the music. And every time I took the, the single off, because you only play one at a time, I had to talk and shout, no microphone or anything else. And I shouted, and here's Abba. And put the thing on, played Abba, and people were dancing. And That night, I must have made maybe a couple of hundred pounds. So word got out that Big Or, I was known as, Big Or does discos. Got a phone call from the uh, youth club. Would you do a, a party? Mm-hmm. So went into the youth club. £35 I charged them that night. Got the £35. I'm only 13. Yeah. My father's sitting in the van outside. It was on to 11 o'clock. Still had no microphone. I didn't even think about a microphone. And again, but I had the two decks. I, did, I was able to play one song into the other with a wee collection of music. Got another booking. Got another booking. Uh-huh. So on and so on and so on until I thought, why am I paying this £3 to hire these decks? I'll buy them. Uh-huh. I bought a couple of wee lights and then it built up and built up and built up and built up and built up. Until probably in those days I had one of the biggest road shows at the age of like maybe 16 or 17 uh-huh. that was in Northern Ireland. And then, then at 17, I was able to drive, bought a wee trailer, paid all the gear into the trailer, and I was off doing weddings and parties. And But back in those days, okay, back in those days, for example, an apprentice was maybe getting £50 a week. I was yeah. getting like a hundred pound a night. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah, and that's how it started. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was approached by a radio station in Monaghan called Kiss FM uh, through a couple of guys who knew I was in the business. Would you come down and do a wee bit? Ended up with with two days on on that station, Kiss FM, and then went from that to BCR, BCR to City Beat, City Beat to Downtown. Went to Spain for two years. Yeah. Worked in a radio station in Spain called Central FM. Uh, always building the career and building your, your profile and doing these things. Back then to City Beat again and then back from that to downtown. I've been there 12 years. And that's how the whole thing started. From a party in the house. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good line to draw onto the radio chat. We weren't going to talk about it much. Because <laughs> we were. <laughs> On this podcast, right, Are We Convinced podcast, it's things that you are convinced about or you're not convinced about that you've maybe thought, maybe you've learned something 
when you were young and you found out that it wasn't true. You know, that kind of way. I turned 30 this month. You wouldn't know. Yeah. What, what age? Do I, I think, think you are? No, 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 no. What age are you? What age do you think I am? Is that? I would say, um, judging by what you were saying there, four, no, you would be about 48, 49. Wow. I'm not sure what age he is. I, I don't know what age he is. Wow. I think he's, he's older than that based upon the wow. Yeah. Well, that's a compliment, I must right. say. Do I look 48? No, I'm just trying to think what you said and the places that you mentioned. And, you see, you don't, uh, there's people your age, I don't know what his age is, yeah. but there's people I know, but they don't act like you're very young and mm. juvenile at times. Which oh. is a credit. Calm, Never lose a child down. inside you. Calm down, calm down. How much of a compliment was it? It's, ext- well, if you were a female, I would take you out for dinner. Uh, yeah, it's uh, extremely complimentary. Extremely complimentary because I've had a very difficult career. Mm-hmm. Okay, and my my full career is not in radio, as you well know. But let's say that in that previous career, I served thirty years. So does that help you out? More than seventy. I'm just adding thirty years to what I said. <laughs> you ready for it? Uh huh. This is a big reveal, like because I mean, I, I... are you ready for it? For well, he thinks forty. What do you think? I would say you're mid fifties. Mid fifties. I'm 60 this year. Oh. This year. Wow, 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 wow. Sounded like Bora out there. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Don't dwell on it. That's very good. That, 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 yeah, that, oh, you said it's very good that I've got. No, because I know. I know. We're not going to go into detail, but I know. Oh, you've had a, at times, you've had a rough paper round. I've had, yes, yes, you know, yes. I'm, I'm three feet away from a collapse. To still be... Well, I've just described you as like a, a very juvenile. Yeah. Still have that, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, well, thank great. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sixty this year. So me saying thirty means means not. That's really that terms, yeah. But you're half of me. Mm. Let's be honest, and let's be honest. Uh, look, it's something. It's something now that, to be honest as well, and, and if you go into that, and, and anybody that is listening is this is this age, I think when you when when you even contemplate that and you look at that that's coming up, and you look back at what you've done and how quickly it has gone and my advice to you two guys would be if you're saying you're 30 what are you now 40 40 yeah Yeah. Um, see from now on make every day count because next week you'll be 60 and you'll look back and say hold on a second I remember doing that and I remember doing that and I remember doing that and back in those those I sound like one of them the old pensioners but back in those days things were completely different right yeah, yeah. and and life was completely different and now it's all it's all very self-orientated as we as we spoke earlier about you know followers and all that just sit back and enjoy yourself and enjoy what you do and many conversations I've had with you as you well know mm-hmm. and I've told you to go and enjoy yourself and get have life and mm. do your thing because I do take that life. Be, I do tend to take it very serious and yeah. even now it sort of is a cliche, but even now turning 40, um, you sort of look back and it has gone like, 40 years. And you, you know, you, you, look, you think you've 20 to go to me, but, he, a, you know. but even it's when you start getting like nieces and nephews and you see how quickly they're growing up mm-hmm. and stuff, it really does. And then with this week, the likes of Steve Wright passing away at 68, and you go, like, thanks, Buffer. Because no, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> anyway, back to what I was talking about. I was talking about 30 and I was talking You're about... You're very easily led, Pistol. You can... You I, that's, that's, I need to put my foot down For my 30th then, she bought me a spa break. See, that's not nice. She. Sorry. My wife. My partner. My partner. She's your common-law wife. Your scoop developing happens there, Pistol. will be happy <laughs> up, up the swanny. The whole half will be... It'll be... We're here for half the house, Pistol. <laughs> you keep calling them Pistol, the audience don't know what that means. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah. Spa break. Are you convinced nice. of, Are you convinced about spa breaks? That's, this is I my love spa breaks. I love we're 40 I, minutes now into this look, recording. I've, I've got tried, my first question. I seriously have tried. I have tried this last couple of weekends. I'm uh, sorry, if I'm taking over this again, jump in. Please I go. have tried this last couple of weekends to book a spa break. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. No. You're going to start me here now. Hello, we mm-hmm. got. <laughs> I've tried several hotels here in Northern Ireland, up around the Ballymena area, okay, uh, Crawfordsburn area, Temple Patrick area. You know the ones we're talking yeah, yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fully booked, okay. Fully booked. 
couple of nights, eight hundred pound, but fully booked, four hundred and fifty pound, six hundred pound, fully booked. Okay, there's one in Belfast, like hotel in Belfast has a, a spa on the roof, fully booked. Okay, I love spa breaks. I love going down to the jacuzzi. I love into the steam room and I love into that sauna and I just love that whole ambiance. But I don't go for the treatments. Right. They're too expensive. Right. <laughs> now, the, did you my, get a treatment? No, no. The one we went to, you went into, as you said, the sauna, you went in the steam room, you were there for 20 minutes. What? Right. You were there for 20 minutes and when you went out, the next couple came in. You're only 20 minutes? Yeah. So you didn't meet anyone along the way. You were by yourself the whole time. But the thing I'm not convinced about is getting into like a hot tub in like the likes of those Balamina areas and there's about 40 people in there who are sort of sharing the same water and they're... Uh, are you, are uh, you insinuating that somebody lets a wee-wee out? Well, I mean, that could be part of it, but uh, it didn't really come into my mind. You but can't get they're all booked I, I just mean, it's not very relaxing nowadays. Cause no, everyone, because they're rammed. They're yeah. absolutely yeah, they're absolutely rammed. And a jacuzzi that holds twelve people has twenty in it. Mm. Okay, they're rammed. Like I've got to tell you a wee story here as well. I was lucky enough last year, my first ever cruise. I was never on a cruise, and uh, went on a cruise last March. Massive big vessel. Blah blah blah. Stanley. Yeah, Townsend Torreson back in the day, and I. I don't like a pool really and I don't like jumping into pools and I don't like swimming around pools with a load of children swinging around and all this. So I like a jacuzzi and I like and this this boat had a couple of big jacuzzis. But what happened was that other guests, let's say, just decided to dump their children in the jacuzzis with their water wings on and their snorkels. It's a jacuzzi. It's not a it's not a pool or a children's pool. And I found that very stressful where you're sitting trying to relax yourself in a, in a jacuzzi and have a, have a, a calm time. Mm-hmm. So came back from that, booked, and I went to a hotel with a spa in Cavan, County Cavan, which was quite nice. Down again, place coming down with children, absolutely stress, children crying, children threw into the pool, children threw into the jacuzzi. So I like that idea where you're saying you were in it on your own. Mm. Right, but but that sounds very segregated. Why were you in it on your own? That that was their selling point where you're not you're not with anyone. It wasn't in the Port Rush area, was it? No, it was outside Enniskillen. Oh, oh, I saw you that on your mm-hmm. social. Yeah, and I was very tempted to comment. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. you're not getting up to much on that. It, it was it, all it, glass. <laughs> it was all glass. Not even glass. You know, you know the one. About you know, I don't want to slag them off, but I mean, you, you know, you know the one in the Christmas market where there's a big globe that goes up when you go in and get your photo taken. No, it's like a blow up. Dome. Have you been in that? Where is it? You know the Christmas market in Belfast, where the, in the corner they have this big dome and they blow it up and you can go in and get your photo taken. I have okay. no Christmas market. It's not ringing a bell, but go ahead. Anyway, it's a dome. It, 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 it was a dome where there's no curtains. There's no. You can just see outside. The entire day and night. Yeah, I saw that on your on your pictures, and I felt like a science experiment. It, it, it just it wasn't for me, and that's that's the point where. Well, I was, what happens I'm if somebody's walking past? Well, they're placed in such a way you can't you can't see into each other's domes. They're they're placed in that way where I was just looking over to a field and there was a tree, oh, trees surrounding me, but there was one tree the whole night where I didn't get any sleep because I was watching this tree blowing in the wind, and I thought it's going to come in to the dome. Um. And that's the point where I realised I'm just not cut out for spas or, or relaxing breaks. That relaxing breaks make me more stressed. I think you'd be great fun at a party. <laughs> I don't understand that. Because but, I think your accommodation there let you down. But did you not find, like, when you get into that jacuzzi and you have the steam room and you have the sauna... The sauna's too hot, couldn't breathe. But you see, that's where I can, I can handle all that. I love that oh, because I, I, was, I had 30 years of that. And I can handle all that and that heat. <laughs> we, went through, <laughs> we went through all that heat training and stuff, and I, I, I can, I love that. I love getting into that steam room, and I love getting into that sauna. He was a but fireman. Yeah, I was going to go on that. And that's yeah. why, that's why it's so maybe I'm so used to that. Uh, I can, mm-hmm. I can sit. I, I, I can sit in that, and I watch people coming in. <sighs> 
hard warm weight on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing? All right, yeah. Oh, I've had enough. It's like 40 <laughs> seconds. How long, all right. How long could you do? And what annoys me is they don't close the door. They go out and leave the door open. Close the bloody door. How long could you do in a, in a, in a, in a song? Uh, the longest I did in the song was 40 minutes. You mean and I uh, came out blackhead free. You mean, you mean David Coleman spent some time in a jacuzzi once? We, we did. We did. That's right. We were at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Left the wedding. Went to the jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't leave until we had the meal. Yeah, right, okay. And then yeah. we went to the jacuzzi. Yeah. And we're spied in the jacuzzi. It was all wrinkly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So spas are your thing then? You're yeah, like, I like okay. a spa. I, I must yeah. say, I find a spa very relaxing. And a, mm-hmm. and a, and a, well, look, look, let's let's be honest here as well. It's good for your skin. You know, if you, you need to moisturize when you get the age. And um, it's, it's, it's chilled and relaxing. And in fact, I think I'm now at the stage where I would not book a hotel unless it had a spa. Really? Well, well look. The amount of money you're paying for the hotel, you need to have those facilities because the other thing is as well, if the hotel is stuck away in the country, mm. what are you going to do all day? Mm-hmm. Fair point. So it's nice to just roll out of bed, breakfast, I, down into the spa, spend a couple of hours, have a doze, back up. That's to me is just maybe. But you see, you guys, you guys being that young, you you're, you guys are maybe more. We have gotta do a forty mile walk a day. We gotta. We've got to go out and we've got to do all these things. Whereas I'm now at this stage where, uh, I, and as you can see by my girth, just lie back. <laughs> He's talking about his stomach. I just lie back and, and chill and relax. And then go down and have a bit of lunch. And then go back to the spa in the afternoon. But I agree with you, the amount of people now in these hotels and they're completely rammed with kids and everything else, it's not relaxing. Mm. So I now tend to try and find adult only. Oh, right, okay. I haven't heard of that. But there are none. There are none around. From if you go to Spain in these places, you'll find an adult-only hotel and this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But not so much. It could be a wee business venture for you. You you could. You could make. Did you ever consider putting in a hot tub in your back garden? Very close to present by. Are you? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, no, no, no. no, I mean, I mean, during lockdown, I was very close. there was a guy beside me and he got the crane in and he got it lowered into his garden and I thought, that'd be nice. Well, but then, then I remember the woman who is next door to me and she'd constantly look inside her window and she'd be looking at me in the spa and I'd be like, you've got your speedos on, you'll be alright. But it's it's the running costs. Cost a fortune mm-hmm. to run. And the water hygiene, again, has to be recycled and hassle. refiltered. It's all hassle. Yeah, and it's yeah, all it's, hassle. And yeah. it's all hassle. Whereas you can go somewhere and get into one for, well, I was going to say for nothing, but without the hassle of the running cost. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Some of these spa areas now are being used so much, right? And there's so much footfall that they are not really clean. Mm. And the hotels, uh, certain spas with tiles falling off and yeah. bits are not being maintained. Ruins the experience, really? Yes. Yes, no, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Yeah. But there's yeah. nothing as bad as sticking your big toe into a, a jacuzzi and no tiles. It's going to a crack. Yeah, well, yeah. Right, second, are we convinced question? Super Bowl, did you watch Super Bowl? Uh, I did on, actually. Yeah. I know we're a wee bit behind, we're what, maybe two, was it two weeks or two weekends ago? No, it was last, 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 last weekend. Are you a fan? I like the event of the Super Bowl, I'm not the world's biggest American football fan, I okay. think the games, although they can be fun for, again, gamble responsibly, they can be fun for gambling because it's, a game can turn quite quickly, mm-hmm. but they're very long. And unless you're into like, you almost need to get to know the players. And, you know, okay, if you're into the tactics and you can respect that and appreciate it. But I mean, I don't really like rugby, but I'd rather watch a rugby match just because it seems to move a bit quicker. Yeah. It's the breaks I couldn't deal with. Every yeah. 10 minutes you're stopped for like an ad. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you took the halftime performance out of the Super Bowl, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. Are you a Super Are you a. a American football. My mother's family are all from the States. Okay. From New Jersey. Mm-hmm. North Bergen, actually. And um, anytime I was out in the States to see uh, my family and my cousins there, um, they all go on about the World Series. Okay. And the World... Well, look, it's not the World Series because nowhere else plays it. It's in America. You know, there's nobody else doing it, so it's not the World Series. And they go absolutely ballistic for the World Series and spend a fortune on tickets and spend a fortune on Super Bowl and spend 
There's two. five grand or something. something yeah. like I have no idea what's going on. Third and down and fifth and sixth. And it's a rugby ball as far as I'm concerned. I think this but year... But they're well... You know, okay, it's all protected. They're all kitted out. But it's still a rugby ball and you've got to get it from one end through the net and the other. What's the difference? I think this year was even a, you know, a bigger spectacle because of the whole Taylor Swift thing, you know. Was it, what, was it like the most watched live television broadcast since the moon landed or yeah. something like that? Yeah. But you see, those, those, those guys out there who are huge fans of that and huge fan of the LA Steelers and the Florida Gators and all this sort of stuff, they go into it like in a big way. Whereas here, and let's, let's, let's draw this into like the involvement here of American sports and, and ice hockey. Mm-hmm. I've been to a couple of ice hockey games, but again, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But that's, know, it's, it's bred into them, like, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, American football is religion to them. If you watch even some of those documentaries on Netflix, the competitiveness, and uh, it's almost like you know making your parents proud, and then you can see how cutthroat it is. Those that actually make it, and it's such a dangerous sport that at any second your career could be over. Yeah, yeah. I've That's been constantly right. told that um, by my American cousins, uh, you know, this is football. You guys play soccer. Yeah. You know, and it just shows you the mentality and the ch- the change of different cultures and their sports. And but those guys are all brought up through high school football, through high school and through kindergarten and through college football teams, and they're all very competitive. And then even into even into their baseball, and let's face it, baseball's rounders. You're playing <laughs> rounders at school like it's rounders. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you hit the ball and you run round the circle like it's. Baseball is rounders. The video, Let's be honest. I, I don't know if you'll remember this, but a video came up on my timeline of the Super Bowl where they invited criminals. They 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 gave free tickets out to households where they knew that the criminal lived. So then they would all show up to the hall, and then they were verified and so on. Then they and all they were arrested. They, they were arrested, all arrested yeah. in the same room. Wow. Yeah. So every right. single person like went I to the match, they were all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, said, the FBI or something sent them out tickets for the Super Bowl on the old <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I was doing that here in Windsor Park. <laughs> <laughs> they all turned up and were scooped. Because <laughs> every time, like, even people who were around the characters and all the role police, there were every single yeah, person. Yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah, it was good. Um, okay, final are we convinced question for this episode? Um, and probably know your thoughts on this already. Um, we were talking about social media, so it kind of to come full circle. What about people who use the captions in social media, like um, like today's office and and fresh Sundays, and you know just the pointless posts that people put up on social media? Does it annoy you? Do people annoy you in social media? Yes. It's, it's all like yeah. It's all like me, 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 me. Look at me, look at me. Here, there, here, there. Flashback Friday and. Oh yes, I remember this, and I'm here, and I'm having a cup of tea, and oh, oh no, that just yeah, no, just, it's totally both fronts. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest as well. I, I, I find myself now. I don't know about you, but I find myself now sort of withdrawn back from that. And I remember even say a couple of years ago, if you'd have went anywhere, checking in at Starbucks having a coffee, who cares? Yeah, but what's it's interesting to me speaking to a few people like Northern Irish influencers who do make money off this mm-hmm. and at times a lot and at times it's their career mm-hmm. right yeah. but if you were to believe everything you see on social media that's their personality that's the narcissistic whatever but when you actually speak to them away from the phone a lot of the times they'll say I don't like it I don't enjoy doing it it's a chore it's fake it's so I like hearing that because sometimes I see some of these clips and I go are are you stupid but then I think it comes back to was it it takes a smart person to act stupid and convince people have you ever bought anything on on the backdrop of what someone said about it have you ever watched a video and thought oh and have you gone and bought it um these mics <laughs> <laughs> Well, whoever recommended the mics to yeah. you needs, needs to take it off social media. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I think... You I'll, have? No, no, no. I'd be quicker to go to the likes of YouTube and watch a couple of reviews of something if I'm thinking about buying it. Right, right, but, right. But so I same, same thing. I, but I wouldn't... If somebody's on, like, their stories, 
Sure. No, 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 no. I'll supplement. I'm not going to buy that. No, no. But I'm talking about if you want, if you want the, if you want to say for that microphone in front of you, watched a YouTube review, would that convince you to buy it? Because some randomer with sixty thousand followers said it was great. Um. Well, I think there's a difference between social media and YouTube, right? What I'm saying is. Like I don't know if you're familiar. Is YouTube not social media? I don't know if you're familiar with a guy called Grady Smith. He's like a yeah, country music yeah. commentator, yeah, yeah. and he just says it how it is, and that's the secret to his success. Yeah. Whereas if he was playing the game or you know trying to schmooze people yeah. or get you know big artists on it, everything would be which essentially what is again you want to go full circle back to commercial radio. Everything's great. Say that's my fan club, sorry about that. You know, everything's great. Not everything is great. People growing up now and they're born into this. Yeah. Like, can you imagine being an insecure teenager and particularly as a female and it coming at you from all angles and that's the benchmark that you're meant to live up to and yet 90% of the time when these girls aren't recording, they're having breakdowns. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Very, it was a very interesting statement there, Bob, Thanks. Because even when I think of like Madison, my one, she's two, and she knows everything about our iPod, our iPod she knows where YouTube is, and she's watching videos. And I, I just think, like, I can't imagine growing up like that. Well, here's I a question. Imagine, like, I, I, was, I think I was the last generation to not grow up like that. Well, here's a question for you. At what age do you think, and what age would you permit mm-hmm. your daughter to have a mobile phone? I didn't get a phone until I was... 29 16 16 so you reckon 60 well Well, nowadays you'll never get away with that no nowadays because it's all peer pressure and everything else and we jimmy down the road is one and caroline up the street has one and so at what age then would you forego what the age must be like six or seven now these days wow and it must be it must be like seven and even before that you're not even thinking but they're savvy with an ipad yeah yeah on the internet she knows internet. where the YouTube button is. Wow. On her iPad. At two. At two. Wow. But here's something, and again, we, we do sound like born old men, but I remember, you know, if you had like your favourite TV show or something, mm-hmm. do you remember having to wait like a yeah. week for a specific time? And even the next day, you'd go into school or whatever, and you'd talk to your friends, and they'd seen the same thing as you'd seen. <laughs> the whole on-demand thing, could you imagine that? Yeah. If I had video on-demand, I'd have never left my bedroom. But on that case, see the productions that are on YouTube at the minute. I'm going to mention some names, probably Miss Rachel, Blippi. Blippi rings a bell only because uh, I've heard a few parents talk about it, like they hate Blippi. Yeah, but see that you're obviously talking about children's programs here. So the, the, this, these are YouTubers who have have just hit the spot where they're producing better content on YouTube than is on, say, CBBC or CBBS, and it's a full-on production, and they're making millions, like per year on this guy who goes out to a park and he's playing on the swings and he's shouting and he's it's just it's what what I'm trying to get to is it's so intense whereas I think the TV programs back in my day like Bagpuss Teletubbies Trumpton was on my day Uh, no yep Trumpton Pew Pew Barney McGrew no no yep but I just think imagine you sitting that down now to someone at the age of four or five and them trying to watch Trumpton. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you like, know, look, like, that's uh, where uh, the whole thing ha- has now gone completely out of control. And, and in my own personal opinion, as you, if you're saying like six or seven, I, I would not tolerate mm. if I had a, a child and given them a mobile phone at the age of six or seven. And especially, especially like so these things at a thousand pounds. It's ridiculous. But even, can I, even. Growing up now, right, if you were never exposed to the likes of Only Fools and Horses mm-hmm. or Little Britain. Faulty Towers. Faulty Towers. Um, you know, all these League of Gentlemen, all these uh, massive at the time successful comedy shows with different styles of humour, mm-hmm. right? They wouldn't exist these days. And so if you were growing up, you're, even your, your, your sense of humour, your, you know, what's comedy now to a young person? Gavin and Stacey? Like, yeah. you see, but when I was that, like when I was that age, there was no blippy or no no YouTube or none of that, and and y- you got your Lego out, 
I think I was saying, you got your leg over? You got your Lego out, or you got your Meccano out, or you got your train set out, and you played, or you went outside, dare I say, and got your bicycle out, and played with your friends but, in the street. But is it mad to you d- to see that change in that short space of time? Because it is a short space of time, let's be honest. But Look, the, my, the, my father never saw a mobile phone, yeah. right? And my dad's dead over 20 years, but my father never saw a mobile phone. My mum would have have seen a basic mobile phone when they when they first came out in those in those early days mm-hmm. and, and even my late wife would just have seen the early stages but never saw an iPad, never saw an iPod, never saw any of that stuff. But that's mad that think, stuff. But that's... Never see, never saw any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what, when when those days in the seventies and stuff when I was a, a teenager at school, we, we didn't have phones, we didn't have any of that. We made our we made our fun by even a Halloween, for example, knack knack, going rapping the doors, running off, bit of fun stuff like that. There was none. Kids now do not go out. I was in a shopping centre the other day, and um, nearly every child was sitting, having their mobile phone, doing their thing in a mobile phone, and the parents maybe having a coffee and they're sitting with their meal in front of them, not eating the meal, just too busy on the mobile phone. And surely that that is not very enriching mentally mm. for for a development of a of a social interaction yeah. person and that then falls back onto maybe the scenario and and the careers that we have taken because in those days you have to talk to people but even you know you've kept up because you're into your technology but yeah, there are tech, there yeah. are you know older people who there seems like there was just a day when everything moved to online and like my parents struggle with all this stuff, mm, and yeah. they're, they're consumed that everybody who emails them is trying to commit fraud. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. remember, even during um, the pandemic, whenever you would go out to a restaurant and it was all QR codes and stuff, and it, there was this ignorant assumption, even from waiting staff, like, oh, just take out your phone and scan it. But people of a certain that you want me to do what? And not everybody of that age even has an iPhone, or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to mention the C word, but certainly like those lockdown and we're coming out of lockdown that. I feel if that didn't happen, it wouldn't have went so fast. Do you know that kind of way, like 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 uh, getting menus in your phone and like sort of like restaurants doing takeaway and so on. But it was all digital. But, they, but you, I, you, there's still places you go into today, bars and restaurants, yeah. and there's still you go. Can I get a menu on the point? Yeah. You a QR code. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I feel that wouldn't have went as fast. But it's amazing how it has went fast and say like. Four you see years. that 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 also is a market employee because once you scan that barcode. That's then saving your your data and your your contact information for likes of you've hear all this story about every site you go to, click to reject the cookies or click to accept the cookies, and then many people just go yeah accept I need to read this thing, and that's placing a whole lot of stuff on your computer in the background to spy on you. Now I went the other day right, I bought two lamps, two table lamps, off Gumtree. And I went to Ballon the to pick them up. And I kid you not, my feed after that was table lamps. Aye. Yeah. yeah. Bedroom furniture, electrical goods, yeah. all placed on my Facebook and my X as ads. Something and you sim- tell me that they're not listening to you. Something similar happened to me recently. Genuinely, right? It came up on my Facebook feed. Click here for scantily clad picture of Dua Lipa. So I click. And now every single time I open Facebook, I just get AI generated images of Dua Lipa. Yeah. But in, in another way, it's amazing that that's a thing. Yeah. It's amazing that, that it can be used as a good tool. Obviously, I mean, I don't think I've seen it yet. Um, final question, because I know we're kind of... I love high. the fact that you compared, um, like... Buying two table lamps to me being a pair of <laughs> pagoda. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just shows you what turns me on. Um, so you're speaking about cookies, speaking about online and so on. What What is the best way nowadays, when you think about going on holiday, right? All the time. Are you convinced by the expense of getaways, like like your New York, like your Las Vegas? Well, you and I, you and I, of course, as you well know, went to Las Vegas mm-hmm. for a week. And then went, what, to Paris, what, 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 went to Paris for a week after that as well. I was thrown in. And what, what do you make of that trip? <laughs> well, this isn't the your Paris typical trip. trip. Or the yeah. Las Vegas trip. Well, hang on, did you go to Paris before Las Vegas? Involuntarily. <laughs> Involuntarily. 
<laughs> right, what do you mean by Explain involuntary? it. Explain. Yeah, we, we, we went to Paris after Vegas involuntarily. No, so but explain can, it. Can, can, you get to, can you get to Las Vegas direct, or do you have to go to somewhere like Paris? Well, look, let's be honest, and let's be honest, out of, out of, out of this small enclave that we are in, you can really go nowhere direct, right? right? Yeah. Because there are no transcontinental flights out of our so-called international airport. You can get to Glasgow if you want, or Manchester or somewhere like that, or maybe Malaga. Um, but anywhere like that, you either have to go to Heathrow, Gatwick, Manchester, Glasgow, mm. Dublin. So you've you've that hassle before you even get anywhere, and that's the problem here with us in this little enclave. And let me let me just throw in a quick sort of slightly off off character here thing here. Um, the motor we motorcycle team that I'm in, and we would maybe do a tour of Spain or we do a tour of, of France or whatever. We have to get from here, of course, to England, England to France, which all adds up and all adds up on the cost. Whereas the guys in the mainland can get one boat or the tunnel and they're in Europe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So for us here, we have to go to Dublin to say to fly out to Vegas or to fly to, as we had to do, we had to fly to Texas to Houston, Houston to Vegas. On the way back, it was Vegas to Salt Lake City, to Paris, to Bristol, to Dublin. <laughs> you just named so, places. So you know, yeah, it was it was just uh, ridiculous. But but, but on your trip but, to Las Vegas, then what? But what, 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 what happened was, Paul and myself went for dinner uh-huh. with a friend. There was a couple of beers taken, and the friend who travels a lot um, talked us into. Hey, you know, it's like February time, it's a lot more cheaper. He's not an American, why you put on that American accent? Let's hey, let's go let's go to Vegas. You know, hey baby, let's go to Vegas. <laughs> so we were while we were sitting dwelling on it, he lifts out his phone and goes, Booked, he's all owe me such and such. So like the next week, yeah, we head off to Vegas and um was not much preparation time to go to Vegas. No. No, it was grab a bag. But we were only going for what was and like, your bank balance. What was it like four or five, day, four days, five days, five days, right? But the problem was on the way back there was beast from the east. Yes, a lot of snowfall. Mm-hmm. So instead of we at the airport in Vegas, we were given the option of staying or chancing our arm and trying to get home. So we tried to get home, but we got as far as Paris, and then we're grounded there for another week. <laughs> and a week, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was very expensive. A week and, in Paris? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, after a week in Vegas. After a week in Vegas. A week in Paris. And would that just put you off travel uh, in general? No? Or, or, or like what, 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 what do you do when you land in Paris would, for a week? And it would home? make me scrutinise. It would make me want complete control of the booking process and scrutinise things. And even, as we talked about earlier, tend to head to YouTube and review things. I'd be less likely now to do things on a whim. And how was the week in Paris? Like, what do you do for a week in Paris that you don't expect to be there? Travel back and forward to the airport every day to see if you get a flight. <laughs> well, there was a bite of food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. Was it food? I was ill for a week. Yeah, yeah. It was funny because we were in three separate. I had a dodgy croissant from we, from Paris, not yeah. from Las Vegas. No, no. I think it was an Irish coffee. Was it? Uh, well, I think it might have been an Irish coffee that, that threw me overboard. But we were in three separate rooms, mm-hmm. and Paul was ill. Then I got ill, but I didn't get as bad as him. And then our other friend, he was in the room next to me, and he just sat in his room. Snowfall, you can't do anything, go anywhere. Minus 15 or 20. And he was watching episodes, back-to-back episodes of Friends. So I'm lying in the bed, knowing this has cost me a fortune, not knowing if I'll ever get home, and every 25 (laughs) minutes, through the wall. So, yeah. Yeah, very much. So I, I I would tend to now, if I was to go to travel now, I, I would probably just mainland Europe. Right. The right. states are, are a tad dodgy. Well, they're very dodgy. But, um, Do you not find like, like a New York trip? or a- No, but look, I, I've been to New York several times. As I say, my mum, family was from North Bergen and I've been out there and I know it very well and I know the area well and, and I know Manhattan well and I know that you don't shop in Manhattan, you shop over in New Jersey because there's no sales tax and all that sort of stuff. But people go to New York and they go to Fifth Avenue and they go to Times Square. And in fact, I watched a thing on TV the other night about Times Square way back in the 70s, which used to be a really seedy area full of prostitutes and drugs and, and from the 70s right through the 80s. And then it began to they close down all these peep shows and all this sexual stuff that was going on. And it's now a very vibrant, tourist-attracted area. Sure. But people don't, you know, foresee 
that you go and you stay in, in Times Square. And I've, I, I did a radio show from Times Square, a live radio show. And um, people just don't comprehend. Look, then for a dollar forty, you could get the bus from, from the Port Authority across into New Jersey. And if you were buying jeans or trainers or whatever, like 40% cheaper than buying them in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So people fall into this attitude of, I've got to go to Times Square, I've got to go. No, no, no. Why don't you go if you're going to go to the States and go to like Yosemite Park or go go maybe across into California and go up the Pacific Coast Highway and do something a, a tad different? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the other thing as well is people here in Northern Ireland get this mentality, got to go to Disney, got to go to Disney, got to go to Disney. In fact, the cleaner in the radio station was in Disney couple of weeks ago gotta to go to Disney I said did you enjoy Disney very expensive right yeah of course it is like we paid $90 for two burgers and fry yeah you're, you're sitting in Disney get out of that fanatical let's go to Disney let's go to Universal Studios and go and see maybe Yosemite National Park or, or Yellowstone or some somewhere a bit of scenery and enjoy yourself it's a huge world out there like but yeah. like my third of that touristy thing is now changed and I'd rather go to the Maldives or yeah. the Seychelles and sit in a lovely beach in blue so, water and yeah. what, what people don't think about who've never been to Vegas is if you're on the strip right you can't move without somebody trying to either sell you drugs offer you a prostitute Amy in Oklahoma remember her I saved you from going to Taco Bell literally <laughs> and um, uh, sorry I lost my train of thought there um you were but you, about Amy, you? I was. I was, I was <laughs> thinking about Taco Bell. Um, and do you remember even there was a guy who stopped us and he we engaged in conversation out of politeness and he was like, hey, where are you from? And we were like, Ireland. And he went, ah, Conor McGregor. That's their only frame of reference <laughs> yeah, now, right? Right, right? So we said, listen, we're going to head on Alex here. Alex Higgins. Right? He mentioned Alex Higgins as well. We said, right, we're going to head on here. Nice to meet you. And he went, 20 bucks. And we were like, what? And he went, 20 bucks. And it was like, he was trying to charge us. Yeah. For a conversation? His, his actual quote was, he said, you've wasted 30 minutes of my time. What? You've wasted 30 minutes of my time. That's 20 bucks. That's just madness. So to answer the question, are you convinced by Las Vegas and New York? Oh, no, absolutely not. No. But to touch on something you said, do, if you're going to go to somewhere like Vegas, get off the strip. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere like, you know, the Grand Canyon. Well, no, no, no. Don't start me on, on the Grand Canyon or, or down to the Hoover Dam. Yeah. Um, where I, I took what? you to. So. What's wrong with the Grand Canyon? Um, well, the issue, the issue was that... Um, is this your issue or is it no, is no, a general... No, 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 there's a couple of general issues on that. Um, again, very, you know, the tourist trap and, and, and hundreds of dollars and, yeah, for, for the dam, a spectacular scene. Um, Grand Canyon, of course, a spectacular scene. But then, of course, all the you can hire the helicopter and another couple of hundred dollars. You can do this, you know, and you'd spend a thousand dollars for the day out, mm. and it's a hole in the ground. Yeah, and I remember like standing there with my phone filming the Grand Canyon. He kept running up behind me, going, threatening to push me down. <laughs> but I'll tell you something that, that, that got me. I was able. I was going out with a girl at the time, and um, she was she was here, and I was able to FaceTime her from the Grand Canyon, uh-huh. right, to Lisburn. Uh-huh. <laughs> Back to this burn. I couldn't face timer from Newton Arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's true. When you said no we did a, a radio show from Times Square, you bring me a radio show from Centre Belfast. No, you can you can you, you, you can you can do a radio show. But I hold my hands up. I was the world's worst navigator on the way to the Grand Canyon. Right? Well, yeah, you were falling yeah, fall asleep. So this is just you two going to the Grand Canyon. Well, the yeah. guy we were with wouldn't come out of the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was he even in the room? He was gambling a lot yeah right. okay. um, we decided we'd go and hire a car and we went and hired a car at the airport and, and after sort of an hour and a half driving around the airport <laughs> we made our way out on, onto the highway and the highway's maybe like seven lanes so I'm, I'm speaking to my good friend so you're driving here. I, of course right I'm speaking to my good friend and colleague here um, right direct me hold the phone and direct me mm-hmm. So after we got out of the airport and time was tight here because like we got in the car at 11 o'clock it had to be back again at like half one. And we'd been around the airport four times. So we, we head off towards the, the Hoover Dam and the Grand Canyon and one side of the dam is Arizona time. Okay. Okay. And the uh-huh. other side is Nevada time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's an hour's difference. So we headed off anyway and uh I'm driving away, like, trying to really concentrate on big trucks and RVs passing, and, and as they say, rigs and 
all that boom, boom, and I'm still trying to look for signs and trying to find. So I'm talking away to your, your mom beside me. I said, right, where are we going now? I go, turn left or turn right, turn left or turn right. I look so when he's not sleeping. <laughs> I was holding the phone with the sat-nav, yeah. but I was snoring. Yeah, sleeping. But yeah, yeah look, those are things that maybe you need to do. And we're talking about holidays and bucket lists and things. And my bucket list at the minute you're talking about states is, is the likes of uh, the Pacific Coast Highway and, and, and Alcatraz. I'd love to go to Alcatraz and I would love to do that up into Malibu and Hollywood and, and, and that type of thing. But but have a navigator? Uh, well, somebody that doesn't sleep a lot. Um, but I think I think also you become a tad out of your comfort zone and the states now are so big and, and the roads are so vast and everything's so huge. And I think now because of us in our little small enclave here it, it's just people just can't handle that and they just go and they sit in Disney for a week yeah. because the bus picks them up at the airport drops them off at the hotel no hassle you run around Disney the bus picks you up takes you back to the airport you fly home via Paris yeah my bucket list is Switzerland more specifically is it? more specifically Dignitas so wow soon I'm trying to get booked in, but it's like one of your spas. Well, on that note, uh, thanks so much for your. I guess it's your first, both of your first appearances on a podcast as such. Plus mine, uh, as, 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 as a guest. Oh, you might be right. You might hear very fair partly. Listen, it's been a thrill, and yeah. good luck with the editing. Yeah, it's going to be a, a bit of a task, but sure. Um, I would just play it out as it is. Uh, uh, and you're, I would strongly advise that you, you don't do that. <laughs> what was the problem? Like, was, there a, was there an issue? Was I a bit close to the wire? I think almost like decades of commercial radio and not being able to form an opinion. He's just... Oh, good news. He's just yeah. good news. gone mad yeah. today. Four chicken nuggets at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's dinner for it, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, thanks again to Paul Orr and to Stuart Bamford for appearing in episode 13 of Are We Convinced? If you're not already doing it, please hit the follow button, the subscribe button, wherever you're listening to the podcast right now, or maybe you're watching on YouTube as well. Uh, please hit the subscribe button. And of course, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Are We Convinced? Mm-hmm.